welcome to the SMB Advertising Podcast, where our aim is to help 1 million small and medium-sized businesses to succeed with their advertising. My name is Mike Damanovich. I'm an Adline specialist, and I'm the host of this very special podcast. My aim is to educate and to inspire and to help all of you that are listening and viewing to really succeed with your advertising. So today, I'm really uh, excited to introduce our guest. She is the VP of Marketing in a fast-growing MarTech company called Papeflu. She uh, that uh, delivers powerful brand management solutions to brands all over the world. She is passionate about bridging the gap between uh, what consumers want to know and the information that we provide them through value-filled content, while building trust and long-lasting relationships with the audience. So to quote you directly, I believe in the power of brand consistency and the effects that it has on brand loyalty. So Cyril, welcome to the studio. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Yes, I'm doing very well. It's um, it seems like the the only time that we speak together, it's in front of the camera. I think that's where we first met back in 2021. It is. Yeah, it's kind of become our thing. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a habit. <laughs> yeah. But um, so today I'm really excited about uh, the topic. It's uh, we've given it the title, the cost of doing nothing. Um, and um, we, I think we it's a good opportunity to address a few questions and comments that we both hear quite often from customers and people that we speak with, mm. um, and especially now in the middle of this economic downturn. So uh, should we jump into it? Yeah, let's do it. Perfect. So the first thing that we typically hear is, you know, downscaling ads. You know, we've got limited resources, limited money, or we're worried about what's going to happen. So the first question is, should you downscale your ads or your marketing budget now during an economic downturn? Yeah, and it's yeah, it's a good question, and I think every marketer gets asked that question now, don't they? Because times are so uncertain and you don't know what's going to happen. Mm. And, you know, we already start to see it with different companies. Now we see that they're uh, they're scaling down. We've seen some redundancies in SaaS companies. Mm. We've seen budgets being cut. And it's natural to look at marketing as a cost as well, mm. uh, as something that we have to reduce. And uh, I think, you know, some of the changes that we've seen in a lot of SaaS companies, it's important to remember that they are very natural, you know, mm. because we've all been kind of scaling for growth. Uh, we expected that when the pandemic was over, mm. we were all going to grow and there were going to be, you know, good times. Mm. But then that didn't happen. And we all kind of ramped up and we hired a lot of new people and we made a lot of new investments mm. because we thought that we were all going to grow. Mm. And then that didn't happen. And so it's, it's very natural that we're now seeing that redundancies are being made and costs mm. are being cut. But it's important to remember that, you know, this isn't the first time that this has happened. No. And we, we have to look at how other companies have acted in the previous recession so that we can learn from them. Mm. And, you know, they've, they've done studies about this. They've looked at the different companies during the last recession, how they acted, how they invested, and then compared the companies that uh, struggled with the companies that did well. Uh, and you want to guess what the difference was between them? I'm guessing it's something to do with ads, marketing. Yes, exactly. So the companies that came out ahead were the ones that invested heavily in marketing. Mm. We see that uh, in the study that they did, this was in, in the US, and it was about like 5,000 companies that they investigated. And 80% of them took, I think it was around three years, 
just to get back to the point where they were before the recession started. Mm. But 20% of them actually like prospered and grew. And what they did was they all focused on internal efficiencies. How could they do more with less? And they all invested heavily in marketing and R&D. And so that doesn't mean that, you know, throw money at ad spend, of course. But yes, you should invest in ads. You should invest in marketing. And you should invest more than your competitors because that is what's going to give you a competitive edge. Yeah. But you can't just invest in ad spend. You have to look at the data and yeah. what you see is actually working, you know. Yeah. So take a closer look at your multi-channel strategy and take a look at what is your data telling you, what mm. is actually working, what, ad are, what ads are performing, which channels are performing, and invest more in them. Mm. Uh, and you know, you might not be in the position where you can increase your marketing spend, but you can shift it and mm. you can look at what are the channels that aren't performing and put that money in the channels that are and put it in the ads that are doing well mm. and make them do even better and boost them where you can. Yeah, and then just to touch on that point then, if um, if your competitors are in the decision phase that they're going to spend less and decrease, then of course it makes sense that if you maintain at least, so you said not increasing, but at least maintaining your the amount of money that you're spending or mm. investing into marketing or ads, um, that's surely going to be a, a good thing, right? Absolutely, and you know we saw this in the pandemic as well that a lot of people reduced their marketing spend. And what happened was that a lot of the keywords got cheaper mm. because people stopped the spend. So you can actually get a lot more for the already existing investment if you just don't turn it off. Mm. So to put it in this way, now in 2023, you shouldn't be decreasing, but if you can at least maintain and go, you know, go back to the drawing table, look at the data, look at what's working well and try to do more of that. Exactly. Perfect. So um, in terms of um, the long term financial impact of doing sort of short term cost reductions on your marketing or your ads, you know, can you say a bit about that? Yeah, I think that's I, I love that because it's it's so broad mm. and it's so relevant because it's kind of it's, it's what you want to do when there's a crisis, you know, you want to you want to do short-term cuts, mm. but then you have to remember how does that affect the long-term business growth, yeah. which is eventually what you want to focus on. You know, you still want to make money, you still want to grow. Uh, and how do you do that when you have to do some short-term costs? And it's, again, if you, if you go back to the data and you see um, what is doing well, then that is also your business case for what you should continue to do. Mm. And I think well, if you look at like the last, 10 years, I think a lot has happened in terms of how people see marketing. Mm. I think it's being much more recognized now as the growth engine that it is. Mm. And so I think we're in a completely different situation now than we were in the last recession, where it was very easy to just turn off the marketing spend because you didn't necessarily see the value. Mm. But now we have the data to back up why this is the value and why you can actually get a return on the marketing spend mm. that you're investing. And so I think if you if you get asked the question, like, can we turn this off short term, you can very easily say why you shouldn't do that and how it will inf uh, impact the business, because you can actually say this is how much money we got that we earned from mm. making this investment and creating these ads or this spend or these activities. And so 
while you can say this will be the return on investment if we do this, mm. you can also use it as the business case for why you shouldn't turn it off. Mm. So you can flip it and you can say this will be the business impact if we switch it off yeah. because we're actually not going to save we're not going to save money, we're going to lose money because mm. we're not going to grow at pace. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, one one saying that I uh, often use time and time again is marketing is cumulative. Yeah. Uh, so um, uh, the longer, I mean, we've we've done on this podcast, we've done a talk about uh, social uh, selling or being more social. Um, and uh, one of the shifts that we're going to see now in 2023 is people are going to be wanting to provide value and uh, educational resources because people aren't necessarily ready to buy your product right now. And when you take, when you turn off all of that, um, all of those, uh, what should we say, these resources, then it, you're not just, okay, you're saving yourself some money now, but uh, what you're actually doing is your potential customers, you're not putting your brand or your company at the top of their mind. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, that's marketing. 80% of the people that you talk to, they're not going to be ready to buy. No. That's, that's what marketing is about, making sure that you, know, you are front and center, that you are educating them and that you're getting them warmer and warmer so that when they do enter that buying stage, you are top of mind. Mm. And that's, that's the long game. You know, that's not going to happen in a month. And no. at least for us, we're, we're B2B companies and our sales cycles are long. So when we uh, flip the switch, you know, we're going to see those results in maybe nine months and not yeah. tomorrow. And that's what you have to keep in mind that, you know, there are long sales cycles and you have to continuously build that brand awareness to mm. get top of mind for the consumer. Based on what you said then, uh, flicking the switch now, that doesn't just have an influence now in 2023, but that will have an influence on 2024, yeah. possibly even 2025. Yeah, absolutely. And if you look at like, if you take away the lead generation mm. and, and that kind of ROI, one of marketing's main missions is all also to build that brand awareness. And mm. it is so, so long term. Mm. And I think it's like between eight and 12 touches now that you have to get just to be recognized as yeah. a brand. And so if you're not investing in those touches, you're never going to be part of the competition because you're not even going to be recognized. Mm. And I think um, just one final point on that is that um, there is so much competition now. Yeah. There is. So uh, like you mentioned, that 80% of people that are not ready to buy, it's not because they don't have the need, it's probably because they are using one of the competitors, for example, and maybe your product is a lot better, but you, there's, it's, it's very, very difficult to go to someone and say, come and get our product now. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't, don't need it. I'm happy. But changes will need to be made. And when that person or that prospect or potential customer is ready to make that change, uh, then you want to be top of mind, exactly. the one that has provided the most value and um, most resources and educational uh, mm. resources. Yeah. Perfect. So do you have or do you know of any marketing strategies or initiatives that companies should focus uh, more on during these uncertain times? I mean, it's, it's again, I, I wish there was like a magic list that you can say you should always do these three things. Mm. Uh, but the boring answer is that you, you have to do more of what works for your company. You know, we, we all have different buyer personas and different ICPs and what works for Paperfly doesn't necessarily work for Adline. Mm. So you have to, again, it's always back to the data. You have to look at what are your high performing channels mm. and do more of that. 
And if you have the data available that tells you that, then that is your answer. That's what you need to invest in. Hmm. But if you don't have that data, that is the first investment that you have to do. Yeah. You have to make sure that you have the tools in place that will help you make educated decisions mm. uh, and act based on them. And I think in an economic downturn, I think the appetite in general for investing in MarTech tools is lower yeah. because people don't want to add to their, to their stack. But at the same time, if you're facing redundancies or you're facing cost cuts, you're not necessarily facing a reduced target. Mm. So you're gonna be asked to do more with less. Yep. And how do you do that? You know, If you're losing people in your marketing team or you're losing funding, then you have to find smarter ways of working. Mm. And the answer to that is very often to invest in MarTech. It's to invest in tools that allows you to do something smarter or faster, more efficient, mm. You know, reduce bottlenecks, make sure you have the data and the insight that you need to mm. be better at your job. So if you're gonna make one investment, I would say don't be afraid to look at your MarTech stack and invest in the tools that are gonna help you do your job better. Mm. Yeah, and like you mentioned, you know, look at the data, uh, look at what kind of uh, solution can help you to actually collect data and make that data your own. So exactly. you own it yourself and then you're able to do that analysis. Yeah. So that's, uh, this has been a really great conversation. Um, I've certainly learned a lot and I think there's a lot that uh, we in Adlan can also implement, uh, but also to those that are listening today. So um, thanks for coming into the studio today, Cyril, and talking about the cost of doing nothing. So uh, yeah, thanks very much. Thanks for having me, it was fun. Perfect. Okay guys, um, thanks very much for joining this episode. Um, we will be linking to Cyril's uh, LinkedIn profile, so please feel free to connect. And um, I think there's also a really good article that uh, Papier Flu have written about the cost of doing nothing, uh, which we will also link to. So thanks for listening and take care.